it'll go live. And welcome. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you happen to be. Welcome to the Groovy Podcast. Uh, this is a special edition live from the Gradle Summit in, we're in Palo Alto, right? Yeah, in Palo Alto, California. Uh, my name is Ken Cousin. I'm joined this time by two of the Gradle people. We have uh, the inimitable Luke Daly, who uh, I think appeared on this same podcast a year ago. Yeah, a year the Gradle ago. Summit. That's right, almost to the day, right? And we also have one of my favorite developers who has recently joined Gradle as well. He is real. Yeah, yeah. that we have yeah. Tim Yates. Uh, and one thing you don't know about Tim necessarily until you've met him in person is, oh my God, this guy is so tall. I have no <laughs> clue. You know, I feel very short in this uh, in this company right now. Uh, but we're very happy to be here. We just uh, we just wanted to talk about the conference and about what you're doing and how things are going. So uh, let's see. So the just for the summary for those people who have not yet been available or haven't been to one, the Gradle Summit uh, takes place over two days. Uh, this year we have three parallel tracks, mm -hmm. right? We've got a, a, an Android track and remember the names of the other two? Or, uh, there's a performance, I believe, and then there's uh, basic capabilities, but I don't remember the exact details, but the, the videos are going to be available very quickly this time. There should be videos tonight or today's, right? And then more for Friday's talks as well tomorrow. Uh, there's been a good attendance, or at least a couple hundred people here, and a lot of enthusiasm, especially about the new developments under Gradle 4.0, which has been released now, right? Perfectly. I, in fact, I upgraded all my Android apps with 4 and the 3.0 alpha plugin, and so far, so good. They seem to be working. <laughs> so, so uh, pardon me? Uh, it seems to be. I didn't try anything difficult, but I'm mostly just doing relatively small and simple apps anyway. These are things for the book that we give away and, and, and are supposed to be involved in my presentation tomorrow, which, you know, I really ought to start writing. What do you think? That's a joke. Okay. At any rate, uh, let's start with Luke. So, um, and I please feel free to have your beer while we're doing this. That's more than welcome. Thank you, most accommodating. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you gave at least one talk today, and you're also part of the keynote. Do you want to mention what it was about? Sure. So um, I work on the Gradle Enterprise uh, part of Gradle, which is um, something that we started. We announced last year, uh, pretty much, at the conference. Uh, and it's probably best described as um, uh, service, so server network-based services that make uh, Gradle even better. So there's two parts to it. Um, one, uh, build scans, which has been around for a while now, and it's really um, when you have build scans enabled, every Gradle build that you run sends off information about what happened to the system. It collects it, processes it, and gives you a nice user interface to that, so you can kind of look at it. Um, all kinds of information that you don't really have access to. Currently, uh, you really find great performance information, um, uh, and it's all kind of shared by a web page. So when you, you backtrack a little bit, you want to build, uh, at the end of it, you get a URL to what we call the build scan. That's now completely shareable, a kind of consistent record of what happened, all kinds of great information in there. So really useful for um, just debugging what happened in your build. So you had some kind of test failure or compile issue. It's a very effective and efficient interface for kind of drilling into that as opposed to kind of scrolling up and looking through the log or going find a, a report file on disk. You just follow the URL and there it is. Um, and being, being centralized, it's really shareable as well. 
So if you're looking at it and thinking, well, I, I don't know what any of that means, and it doesn't look like it's not a problem with somebody else's, you can actually just send that person that link. And you know, we've had that kind of general capability for CI for a long time, for CI happiness essentially. But this is for local builds as well. So this just happened on my machine, and I want to tell somebody else about it. I don't have to go and you know, copy paste the output, send that to them, and they say, well, can you also send me this file? And have that back and forth. You just send them a link to it, and they have the information right there. So that's one part of it. And then it also um, collects that information over time. So all of those builds that are happening are kind of aggregating in that system, and that's becoming more and more valuable information. Right? So you can uh, compare between two scans, so compare different aspects and show what's different, what's different in the dependencies, what's different in the inputs between certain tasks, what's different in the environment. Really useful for debugging and that kind of stuff. So really, um, best described as more information than you've ever had about builds and uh, more accessible and more shareable. And that's the build scan side, and what we also uh, released recently is uh, the build couch. Right. Yeah. So, uh, Gradle 3 something like this, I think it was our first public release that um, had the build couch functionality in it. Uh, and anybody who's used Gradle before, um, it was used incremental build. Right? It's one of the key things having fast builds, Gradle's ability to reuse work that's already done. The build cache is the same principle, except instead of being just reused uh, in the very uh, the preceding, most preceding build, it's now effectively any build. So the work done from builds gets pushed into a cache. There are different kinds of caches. Um, and then later, builds can reuse that. So obviously, the fastest way to do something is to not do it at all. Mm. So by reusing something that's been previously done. So uh, a great enterprise for both builds and a remote and shared cache back end. So uh, by selling credit enterprise, you can have a greater build, push that output to this, and then your colleague's machine or whatever building stuff build stuff from your cache and gets the benefit of just being able to use it without building it. Both of those things are have such a big impact on performance. It's been amazing. The, the big focus of Gradle in the past year anyway has been very much on performance. And the demonstrations that were done simply in the keynote this morning were somewhat dazzling. You could get uh, one or two orders of magnitude depending on how much you're able to cache. And, and what I mean, even downloads all happen in parallel now and yeah, dependencies, yeah. which is amazing. And one of those things that made me go, oh, geez, I don't know why that wasn't obvious. You know, and I'm really glad that's there. Uh, by the way, again, for those who are not aware, uh, the nice thing about the build scans is that you don't have to have Gradle Enterprise to try those out. Uh, they come with Gradle. I don't remember what version started it, somewhere around 3-something. Well, version 2.0. Oh, really? Yeah, but um, I think it was a, we were on 2.10 or something when we first released it, but we support back to that, yeah. So with 3.4 and above, I believe it is, you can just put dash dash scan at the right, end of your right, command. Right, right, right. Now, you do have to, and it's always amusing to me, you sign a license agreement by putting a little block of, uh, mm -hmm. of Gradle DSL, if you will, inside your build file. Uh, I have put that in my init script, yeah, of course, yeah. so I don't have to worry about it. That reminds me, I do want to mention that uh, one of the things we did this week, or last week, I guess, is we finally launched the new Gradle Guides. Yes, yeah. So that's at guides.gradle.org. Which, yep. which redirects to a site inside Gradle, but whatever that URL will be pretty stable. Yep. And one of the build, one of the guides that, of course, we have right under the getting started ones is how to do a build scan and how to make it happen every time. Uh, the thing about the build scans is that they are completely free, but you do send data to Gradle where it's assembled on your dependencies and your performance and everything. Where what you get with the enterprise tool, of course, is that you can have them all hosted locally on site, plus the huge history and the comparisons and 
the extra recommendations. Yeah. So yeah, scans.gradle.com is effectively the kind of the free build scan service. And uh, um, you can configure any build to use the, the build scan plugin in. Yeah, it's on the consent of the license agreement. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lawyer approved. Right, yeah. no doubt. Um, I always forget that it's scans.gradle.com because I just get a link and I click on it. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. forget, at least now I don't have to get the email every time and click that. At least yeah. I've done that much. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's a great way to get started. And, and you know, for my uh, open source projects I work on and whatnot, I have all the CI builds, pumping scans, scans.gradle.com. Once you're used to that interface for looking at build results and kind of debugging things, it's hard to go back to anything else. To oh. be so, I mean, I still like the, the test report output that Gradle has always put together, but of course, a lot of that is available within the scans yeah, totally. as well. Yeah. 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 Uh, so it's very it's powerful. Searchable and it has some extra data. And yeah. the fact that the, the linking is a really big thing that kind of is non obvious when you first start using it, but being able to pass around links to very specific information, mm -hmm. it's kind of when you need somebody else's help to work on it or someone look at it, just it, it's such a it's such a fast and efficient way. I Especially think I, when you're a distributor too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 The team, if we tried doing that without it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I saw Stefan Dem Stefan Irma demonstrate that in his, one of his talks mm -hmm. as well today. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's a very impressive capability, and the, and again, the speed changes have been just amazing. Yeah, uh, and then that brings up the build cache as well. Uh, the local build cache is available to everybody, and I believe that's built into 4.0. Is that 4 right? 4.0, yeah. 4.0, yeah. and then the remote caching. Uh, is part of the enterprise tool, but other vendors will be providing. I mean, I know Baruch would make me say something about sure, sure. about yep. JFrog, yep. but whatever. So, um, in, from Greta's point of view, uh, you can you can write your own custom cache adapter or connector fairly simply. Right? And Greta provides uh, the local cache implementation, which uses a directory machine. And also has a HTTP interface. And right. the HTTP interface is, is relatively simple. Right? Anybody who's done any kind of REST stuff would get it. It's just, or just plain HTTP to get some inputs. Right? Um, so, uh, what Gradle Enterprise provides in terms of cache is the, the administration and um, monitoring ability over these caches as well. So, it's more than just providing the cache itself, it's how do you. Um, how you provision that, how to keep it running. And we're just getting started here as well. So what we uh, released in the latest Grand Gradle Enterprise release, which is 2017.4, uh, just two or three days ago now, that we released, uh, is the standalone cache mode. So there's now, we now ship a, a Docker container image. Oh, right, right. Which is, it, it's a fully functioning HTTP cache. Right, so you can, without Gradle Enterprise, even just go and install that uh, single command, get it from Docker Hub, and there you go. So you can use it without Gradle Enterprise, no problem. If you have a Gradle Enterprise installation and connect it up, it talks to Gradle Enterprise, talks to Gradle Enterprise about what's going on, you can configure it in a so I like that in the build itself, it's just, I think you use settings.gradle when you yeah, configured it. Yeah, cache configuration comes from settings.gradle. Yeah. yeah, and you put in one little block just to say where the enterprise server was, yeah. and uh, something about what you were caching, I think. It was uh, uh, by default. It doesn't push to a remote cache. It just it consumes. So right. I turned it on to say yes, right to the cache. You said push equals true. I think or yeah. something like that, and you're done. I mean, it, once it knows where the server is or whatever your mm -hmm. implementation of this cache product is, you get the benefits throughout the team. 
as you say. And that's uh, that has the potential to be a major impact, you know, because uh, so many development builds are incremental changes, and then being yeah. able to take advantage of the cash is a huge benefit. And I think that one, one thing that we've, um, we, we, we knew it was going to be effective, but we were surprised at how common this was, is that people building just after the CI build has just built that commit. Oh, okay. Right? So someone's checked in, CI built done the work, then a couple minutes later, you do that same work, the CI build is pushing to the cache, you just get all that for free. So basically the CI server is pre-populating your cache for you. Yeah. 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 yeah, excellent. Now let me bring this to, to Tim for a moment. Uh, I have to mention, I have known about Tim for many years. Uh, mostly I run into Tim on Stack Overflow where his <laughs> answer rating, oh my goodness. It, it's, in fact, I know some people, see I've kind of given up on ever answering a question on Stack Overflow because all the, all the simple questions that I can handle get answered unbelievably fast, most of which by you, by the way. And the hard ones, I don't feel like taking the time to dig in. <laughs> but I but I ask questions there fairly often, and it only has to happen half a dozen times where any question I ask is answered by the same person over and over again that I start to get the idea that, wow, I, I should get to know this person. So uh, I've been working on this, this book, this Modern Java Recipes book, and I started asking a couple of questions on Stack Overflow related to that. And of course, Tim was answering questions there too. So I said, you know what, I'm going to contact him directly and cut out the middleman here. <laughs> and in the past, what, six months, something six like months that? Like something that. like that. It's four, four to six months. Yeah. Uh, I've just been sending you questions. And of course, he answers on evenings, weekends, wherever, doesn't care about time zones. I said, you know, you know, O'Reilly will give you some money for this. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Buy him a pint. You know, it's like, oh my goodness. So I was so thrilled when shortly after this started happening. You need to say that Tim's British to make that make sense. Ah, yeah, well, uh, Manchester, right? Yeah. Based in Manchester, yeah, in the UK, Manchester, yeah. England, across the Atlantic Sea, right? Yeah. Now, that's a seriously dated reference, I suppose, but okay, from here. Uh, but I'm seriously dated. So, uh, at any rate, I was very, very happy when I heard that you were being, uh, you had an opportunity to join Gradle. And I wanted to contact Hans directly and say, no, no, take this guy. Whatever you have to do, you will be so thrilled. And it turned out they didn't need any help to figure <laughs> out, you know. So when did you actually join? Gradle? So I joined Gradle about six to eight weeks ago. I think it's about eight weeks. And which team are you a part of? I mean, I know it's really just an engineering organization, but. So I'm on part of the Gradle Enterprise team, so uh, I've been working for four weeks on the build node, so the separate build cache node. Oh, okay. And the integration of that with Gradle Enterprise is trying to get that so it's easy to set up and easily containerizable and that sort of thing. And, so, yeah. and working on a truly international team. I mean, people are all over. It's, that's one of the tricky things to get used to, yeah. So I think we're in nine time zones, mm -hmm. I think something like that. So, yeah. It I mean, works, I, it works amazingly well. It does seem to. It, it's very, very active on the asynchronous communication mechanisms like yeah, Slack. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh my goodness, just keeping up with Slack is a part-time job right there, you know. But it's true. If you've got people, I mean, my nominal boss, if you will, you know, because I'm doing part-time work for Gradle, is uh, you know, he often's in um, Krakow. Yes. I believe. And of course, I work with Skull Kronje, who's done a lot of the Gradle guides as well. And he's now, he was in South Africa, then he was in the UK, now he's in Andorra. And the only thing that changed from our point of view is what time zone he happened to be in at the moment. Didn't matter. And of course, the, I get to deal with them, and then I can quit work before the California people get going too much. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you've been involved in um, 
software development. I, I don't really know your background. So how, were you a career changer? Were you always in IT? How no, I was always in IT. I got to the age where my, oh, well, I was told to my father that I had to either get a job or go to university, but I wasn't staying at home. So yeah, the one thing I could do was like write programs. So, mm. so I went to Manchester Uni and never left Manchester. Did a placement at CERN for a year. Coding in what? Uh, C. At CERN? Yeah, wow. something. Cool. Electronic alarm servers at CERN in C. And then, yeah, went through expert systems and all sorts of things. Yeah. Which is all coming back now, just Which with different all, labels. All yeah. now, yeah, coming around. Yeah, now around. they call it machine learning and AI, but back then it was expert systems. It's weird how things go in cycles. So, like the late 90s, neural networks were a dirty word because nobody liked the black box. Mm -hmm. Whereas now it's all turned around that everyone wants neural networks because it's a black box. See, I got involved in some of that in the 80s when it was still popular. And no, it never went anywhere. And then in the late 90s, I was briefly in, believe it or not, an AI group at a research organization where it did some genetic algorithms and neural nets, but not a lot. And then all that went away, and now it's all coming back, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's so where'd you go from there? So from there, I'd, I don't know, I just seemed to have been lucky. I just seemed to have picked on some, like, I chose Groovy as something which interested me. So I jumped on Groovy and jumped on Stack Overflow. It's a good way of learning. Mm. It's just to answer as many questions as you can. Yeah. And when people prove you wrong, that's brilliant. You learn from that as well. So yeah, I just jumped on that. And then Groovy became this massive thing. And then Groovy became the build language of choice like Gradle. And then, yeah, I was looking around for a web framework and just jumped on Rat Pack. That's one that grabbed my attention most. Are you a Rat Pack person? Yeah, and I've ended up working on Rat Pack. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still the head of that project, or has that been yep. handed off to? That's still you. And you put up with Dan Woods on a regular basis and stuff. I, I, I now my estimation of your patience has gone up. You know, I'm impressed there. <laughs> the funny story about uh, Tim. Yeah, when you joined a couple weeks ago, I was looking. Um, had some problem. I was trying to do something with regular expressions in Groovy or something like that. Of mm. course, after 10 seconds, what do you do? Trend to Google, first Stack Overflow result. Right. So, and I've become, you know, maybe other people are better at this, but I've become blind to you know, who wrote it. So I just want to get the answer and get out. I was looking at it, and I just happened to kind of at the corner of my eye see Tim's. I, it, I know it pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> And it's two days into starting a Gradle. Let's hammer across this. And of course, yes, in the answer. But I could have just reached out on Slack and got the answer from him. You basically did. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. No, it's. Uh, I do have one Stack Overflow joke, mm -hmm. by the way. Yeah. It was that the maintainers of Stack Overflow have the hardest job in IT because they have to restore the system without access to Stack Overflow. Yeah. <laughs> but that's my only gag from that one. And as I recall, they did a DOS attack on themselves, you know, a denial of service about a year ago, where they tried to do some sort of what turned out to be an unbounded regular expression. You know, yeah, they were doing a search on it, rocked the whole system down, and somebody tweeted that joke again. Of course, it might have been me, I don't know, but I, I just reused the same gags over and over again. Um, so did you, uh, you got involved in Groovy and then in Rat Pack, and then that led you to Gradle itself? Yes, I led, so I just knew people who worked for Gradle, so, so I was looking for a new role, and then reached out to a couple of people, and I yeah, saw that Gradle had roles applied, I think, a few Skype interviews later. Yeah, so I, I saw Tim's resume or application uh -huh. come in, and I thought, oh, I've got to at least interview this guy to see what he looks like. Yeah, yeah, right. I had no idea what... I've been my little half a speech bubble for about, like, eight years. <laughs> I had no idea what you looked like at all. I know. I, know. I actually contacted him uh, 
was it a week ago or something? I said, look, I got finally figured out this completable future application. I got to talk to somebody about it. Are you available? And of course, he made time. You know? And and of course, we went through it. And now it's in the book, so we'll see what happens. It's one of the hardest things. Losing my anonymity. Anonymity. Very yeah. good. So uh, you're still enjoying yourself at Gradle? I mean, it's, oh, it's quite a transition, I would think. It's a transition, but it's, it's effectively a dream job. Like, how can you know? So, like, sort of like working with people you've known from all over the world for years and years and years, working on something that's really exciting, working on something that's going to fill a gap. There's just this massive gap in the whole pipeline of building software. But you watch the CI servers, you watch your apps when they're there, but in between those two things, you have basically no monitoring, no way of looking back over history and no anything like that. You have to work on something which is filling that gap. Between that and the whole sort of like software pipeline is just really exciting. I mean, even the basic build speed capabilities have improved so much that any comparison with Maven these days is. Uh, you just have to take the person who's rooting in favor of Maven and say, look, you haven't seen anything in the past six months, have you? I mean, that's the only issue, is they may not realize how much things have changed in the last version or two, I suppose would be the way to say it. I mean, it, it, there's been several breakthroughs along the way, but it's, it's a long road we've taken to, to get performance to mm. where it is, yeah, and it's several key breakthroughs. And the, and the great thing about performance numbers is they're not subjective. Now, the other thing that's been going on at the conference is that there's been a substantial increase in the interest in the Android community now. Uh, back in, I believe it was 2013 at Google I.O. where they announced that Gradle would be the build tool for Android applications and that Android Studio would be the default IDE. That was basically my trigger to learn IntelliJ, you know, because I was an Eclipse person up to that point, and I'm going, I'm going to have to move over sooner or later, and that's like, okay, if that's going to be it, you know. Uh, well. This year, there's an entire track on Android people, and we even have uh, Jake Wharton's here. He was talking about Kotlin, you know, uh, and others. But there's been a, a lot of effort with Google to improve the Gradle Android plugin, I suppose, or Gradle plugin for Android. I think that's the abbreviation I saw was GPA3 or whatever, which is an alpha at this point, which rests on um, Gradle 4. And I have seen significant improvements in speed, but again, I don't work on the sorts of apps where that's going to jump out. But I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of big results from them when they're finished, because they're obviously not finished the plugin. Yet. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's some big stuff to come. But already the results. I mean, Hans showed a few of these in his keynote. It's 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 day changing. If you're doing this stuff day to day and building stuff, it's all about the difference between from minutes down to seconds. Mm. You know, so that's that, that really. Completely changes the game. You don't avoid doing builds anymore. That remind. I mean, it's just a, another area that's desperately needed. You know, where there is a huge need out there for in, in speed improvements in the build, and that's what we're going to be providing now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now, because everything so far has been so upbeat and positive, I have to say something about the move to Kotlin, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, I am still a huge fan of Groovy. Uh, I still prefer Groovy over anything. I understand that when a few seconds, or what was it, one second improvement in build performance translates to millions of dollars, mm -hmm. and then, you know, when you multiply by a certain number of developers, type a certain number of projects and tasks and everything. So I understand that under the hood in Gradle, mm -hmm. it's largely Java. Mm -hmm. Right, just yeah. statically typed yeah. languages that are optimized and everything, but the DSL is still Groovy. Now there's a, a new effort 
I think they just changed the name, right, to call it the Gradle Kotlin DSL mm -hmm. now. And uh, Rodrigo, um, I'm blanking on his last name. Oh, oh my! On the spot here. I'll put it in the. I'll put it in the show. Rodrigo. Notes. Yeah. Uh, that's that's well, what his name is on Slack. So that's yeah. I mean, I, I have it, of course, because uh, I have my. Sorry, uh, Rodrigo. You ever see this? Well, no. We can pretend. You know, I should get one of you to say something so that I can go ahead and <laughs> search the uh, the Great Old Summit, you know, and look at the schedule there because he's right on it. At any rate, Rodrigo is the one who is uh, working on the. Support. I'm uh, pardon me. The Kotlin support in general, and he's giving a talk tomorrow. Yep. Last session tomorrow. No, I'm doing the last session. I think oh, he's. Oh, is he also doing the last yeah. session? So I don't get to see him. Oh, no, Cedric is doing the last session, which I don't get to see. Oh, yeah. There, Rodrigo, Di, Rodrigo Oliveira. de Oliveira. I suppose that's probably close. Yes, it's called. Was it Pleasant Builds? authoring with Kotlin mm -hmm. and there was a, a talk today of course watching um, finally got to see Jake Wharton mm -hmm. uh, he was actually presenting basics of Kotlin which a lot of which I've seen but he also applied it to some of the mm -hmm. uh, the scripting inside of Gradle now again I get the sense we still have some time on that I don't get the sense it's really ready um, yes in terms of the we haven't cut the 1.0 release, so right. we haven't said that, look, this is 1.0, all the significance that 1.0 implies. Um, but there's been, you know, we've now been at this for a little over a year, but there's lots to do. Um, because it's not, it's not about replacing Groovy with Kotlin, it's about improving the entire build offering experience. So it's, it's kind of like not, not swapping out you know, an engine of the car, it's kind of reimagining the whole experience. So it's a, um, but it you know, gives you great IDE support, but I mean, that's not a big shock when you're talking about a language being created by an IDE manufacturer. That, that, that's a big point, but like, it's not just our effort here. We've been partnering with JetBrains on this, and they've done a lot of work, we've done a lot of work. So it's really, you know, it's not, it's about more than language at this point. You know, um, it's really is an experience because we, we, we heard this from many, many people over many years saying that they want a better authoring experience for build scripts and build budget. You know, that was a, that was a key pain point for a lot of people. You know, but us coming from the Groovy community, we don't feel that as strongly. Uh, we're very comfortable. I there. feel frustrated when I hear things like that, just because you you give up so much. You know, I know you gain, but IDE integration is not always the number one reason for choosing a language. You know, now I understand that if you're talking about quote build masters or people who are not necessarily full time developers, that IDE support is very very helpful. Mm -hmm. You know that they really need something like that, uh, but there are dynamic things you can do in Groovy that are just so nice that I don't think it even be ported to Kotlin. Uh, I still prefer Groovy in general, but we'll see how that all plays out in the marketplace. I mean, if JetBrains is going to offer to help build Kotlin support into your product, how do you say no, right? You know, yes. especially if it will yield a much more pleasant experience for people who are not necessarily. Experience. Yeah, yeah, and I think you can already already see that. I think um, some of the stuff that Rodrigo demanded even during the keynote um, required a level of cooperation between the, the, the IDE, the language, and the build tool. It's a lot of coordination. It's a lot of um, man hours or people hours to actually pull up. So I have to say that was actually my favorite part of the keynote because they structured it as a. A developer helping someone, or a, an expert helping a developer use the the uh, 
the, the uh, new API, and it was really clever. You know, they really worked out. It had humor and everything, and Hans saved it to last, so everybody's getting tired and everything, and then they threw in this part, and I thought, boy, that was really well done. I have no idea how much of that was coincidence or whatever, but, you know, more power to them. So I really would love to hear Rodrigo talk about it a bit more. Yeah. Uh, if I'd run into him, I would have asked him to be on this as well. Um, the other thing, of course, about Kotlin is that the big news out of Google, yeah, you know, there. saying they're supporting Kotlin as a first-rate language for mm -hmm. Android. I would like them to this year say, oh, and we're going to support Groovy as a first-rate language for Android, because why not, you know? Xavier, I see what you could ask him. I'll try, and because, you know, what, what really the upshot of all that I expect is, you know, I have all these videos on Safari. Mm -hmm. uh, I expect that if Google came out and said, we're going to support Groovy, then I could add a zero to my income for that month, you know? <laughs> so it's like I imagine Hadi Haribi so can do that now. Yeah, right. So you're not being that altruistic about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, there's a side benefit. Yeah, okay. yeah absolutely. Look, because who knows how long Gradle will put up with me being out there. I, <laughs> You know, again, I never know if the next day they go, you know, you got these guides that we don't need you anymore. But, you know, so far, so good. But the, the, the guides are awesome. Yeah. Um, well, that I get, I, I should say, but about the guides, uh, I'm doing part of that. Skulk has yeah. done a lot of those. Plus, very importantly, while we have focused on the getting started guides, we have members of the team writing a lot of these topical guides so that the guide on the build cache, for example, mm -hmm. is outstanding and, and powerful, very deep, has a lot of expertise in it. We also have one on porting from Maven to Gradle, which yep. of course is very useful. There's a couple more either there or in the works yep, yep, yep. Yeah, coming along yep. so that we do hope to make this a nice destination for people trying to un, you know, get questions without being overwhelmed by the 800-page mm -hmm. manual. Absolutely, or absolutely. It yeah, yeah. It, it's just a much better format to consume and absorb that information. Yeah, the manual is brilliant, but it is immense. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's often not where you want to Which start. Which also yeah. needs to be rewritten, so I really probably do have work in mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably <laughs> say for a while. Yeah. Now, is there anything I haven't asked you that, that you're interested in mentioning or anything you've worked on or anything you're playing? I mean, you're, you're still so new. I imagine you're still Underwater, I'm still, I'm you know. still, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still learning. Loads. That's why I didn't want to put too much pressure on you. I know how <laughs> yeah. overwhelming this place is, you know. Yeah, I sort of jumped in, started helping with bits, and then building hash node came up, and it's been yeah, pretty full on. And we get that ready for this week. Yeah. So Tim's bug is why my demo didn't work today. I'm is kidding. that I'm the kidding. one? No, 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 that no, the one? Not at all. I actually no, I can't believe that. That's that's un <laughs> that would bring him too far down in my on the pedestal. I have him. You know, I've got him up there with like Paul King and people like that. that you know. Don't tell him about the actual book. <laughs> <laughs> so I do have to say, my experience at Gradle personally has been surprising in that everybody is so friendly and so helpful and so forgiving of when no I really didn't have time this week to do that and they're like okay we'll do it next week I'm like really I keep waiting for the other shoe to drop which tells you more about my experience in big companies right. you know yeah, yeah, than yeah, anything yeah. else but no it's been a lot of fun um, anything else we should say about the summit or anything new I, I think we've hit most of the major points I think so. um, I, is it a fifth summit Fifth is it really summer? fifth? Yeah. I think this is my third or fourth. Mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I love coming and doing the Great Summit each year, meeting all the people here and getting to talk about you know, builds for two days and all this kind of stuff. I will mention, and there's going to be at some point a discussion about this, about the rich plugin uh, community. Yeah. Uh, Andre Hilovsky is around. Mm. Unfortunately, I didn't manage to track him down for now. And, and the new version of Gretty, the 2.0 version of Gretty is out. Yep. Uh, that's, that's always been one of my favorite yep. plugins. Yep. But there's also 
uh, a Go plugin and a Python plugin and uh, this one called Pony of all things. I don't know that language at all. But the point is, is that Gradle is trying to break out of the idea of being a JVM-based tool, but is a build tool for anything yep. or any project that you want to build. And those plugin uh, authors are really trying to help support that whole structure. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and we're trying to do better supporting them as well. You know, they're supporting our tool. Better there, you know? yeah. Right. So I want to say this was last minute. I'm, I appreciate the two of you making time for this. Uh, thank you very much. And of course, uh, this will be up as soon as I basically hit the stop button. You know, just to let you know. Uh, and we'll talk to you later in the conference. Thanks, Thanks Ken. Take care. Thank you.